My name is Martha Stuckey. Um, I've been in Philadelphia for uh, seven years, about. Um, and the work that I make now intersects uh, music with theater um, and plays along that spectrum between, if I were to put music on one end and theater on the other end, <laughs> that's a weird spectrum, but, <laughs> um, let's just use it for these, this modality. Uh, and yeah, so I play along that spectrum a little bit because I'm a musical person and a singer. Um, I, the body of my work in Philadelphia comes from Red 40 and the Last Groovement. Um, which is a band where I wear, wear this huge red wig and everyone in the band wears some costume uh, to become another persona. And we uh, released an album last year called She's Keen to Feed. Um, but we're really interested in these themes of um, feminism, I mean, gross, the, the, the gruesome aspects of womanhood um, and the way that intersects with sexuality, um, being seen, how that feels to be seen, um, how we want to reject being seen, uh, and goofiness. Awesome. Really. Yeah, um, there's some wild funk clowns. Yes, yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, but I've been making some work. But the greatest of all of these is goofiness. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Um, but yeah, I've been making some work separately from that too, doing some songwriting. Um, I just did this residency at the Kimmel that uh, I worked with a steel guitarist and an electronic musician, Kate Faust and mm. Isaac Stanford, and that was um, revelatory. I feel like I learned to write anew. And so there's a whole frontier of, uh, of songwriting that awaits for me. That's amazing. When did you do that? Yeah. Um, it was uh, middle of June. So I had this week of vacation. So the two weeks. <laughs> June has disappeared. <laughs> Time <laughs> has lost its power on me. <laughs> um, so recently, let's just say. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and Eric, would you mind uh, introducing sure. yourself? <clears throat> um, my name is R. Eric Thomas. Um, I go by Eric. Um, uh, and I do, I guess, two things primarily. Um, I'm a playwright. Um, I try to mo write mostly comedies, um, or at least I did. And now I'm sort of like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> what is funny? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm really like, I'm really interested dramatically in um, intersectionality mm -hmm. and in, in um, exploring voices that seem um, natural to me. Um, experiences of uh, people of color um, and queer people. Um, and women, basically anyone but straight white men, um, <laughs> uh, in spaces where they don't have to be defined by their otherness. So I'm mostly mm -hmm. interested in, in otherness as the norm, um, I guess if I were to put it in the sort of grant terms. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I guess intentionally um, my plays are, are, 
are focused or interested in in that. Um, I got my start in storytelling um, uh, with First Person Arts, and now I host The Moth, um, and I did a couple of solo shows where um, I basically just presented my life and my experiences as if they were, um, uh, as if I was America's sweetheart. And that was a lot of fun, and that taught me a lot about narrative and also a lot about sort of just like making space for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also write a daily uh, humor column for L.com uh, called Eric Reads the News. And it focuses on pol- politics, pop culture, celebrity, uh, zeitgeisty things um, in a, uh, uh, a sort of um, just taking like taking the most absurd position possible. Like, it's not a satire. It's sort of just like, it's essentially I tell people, it's like, well, you're, it's your screaming gay friend telling you about something. Of a <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I've been doing that for almost a year. Uh, it'll be a year, July 4th. Um, mm. And that's, that's really, that's grown and changed um, a lot. Uh, it started off with a viral Facebook post. Um, uh, and it started off in this really sort of like very close to me place. I didn't know that. It didn't have to be just like my thoughts and feelings. And it's now it's my thoughts and feelings, but it's I'm able to, like you said, I'm able to um, say things more directly than I per- perhaps would like <laughs> at a dinner party. <laughs> Although now, oh God, I, be- I don't know, he's, he's creeping in. Like, <laughs> and I'll, I, uh, there's a person I got into, this, this person tried to engage me in a debate about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter this weekend. <laughs> and I was just like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. Um, and I think I, so I've lost some tact, um, but that, that's partly the column and partly um, the, cl- the climate of incivility in which we live. Yeah. You only well, say the same thing so many times. Exactly. And, like, you know, and, I, and I think, I don't know, one of the things I like about, and my editor really is, is to credit for this, my editor, uh, Leah Chernikoff, um, uh, she, sh- her vision for the site is one um, that really aligns with my sort of vision for the utopian world where... Um, you don't have to apologize for being for for taking up the space that you take up um, as a, a, like a person in a, an oppressed group, and you don't have to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or and and so that's the kind of I think power that um, she's enabled in my column. Like I'm able to write from a perspective that is specifically black, specifically queer, specifically feminist. And I don't have to say, like, for those of you who are wondering who Audre Lorde is, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Um, right. if you don't know, the, there's a great invention called Google. Um, <laughs> um, yes. So. What was uh, the first viral Facebook post? Do you remember? Yeah. I it think was, I um, do, too. Yeah, it's coming up. It's probably in a day or two, actually. It's so weird, this moment. Um, mm. It was, I wrote, <laughs> I saw this picture of Barack Obama, Enrico uh, Nieto, and uh, Justin Trudeau uh, walking uh, down this red carpet in Canada. They were meeting, I think it was a NATO leaders meeting um, last year this time. And they look like, it looked like a movie poster. They look like the all-male cast of Sex in the City and they're all just so <laughs> handsome. They are the handsomest. They're the handsomest. And of course, they, you know, they all have problematic spot, spot, uh, spots in their policy. And um, as, you know, as leaders, they all could do better. Um, but as like beefcakes, they're perfect. <laughs> you, you get Macron in there. And... Oh my God! Well, if Macron, had, I would have exploded. I mean, so I just then I, it would have been a new boy yeah. band, right? And I like so I rolled over. I was in bed and I rolled over. I put the picture up on Facebook and I wrote like I don't know, like two hundred words about how hot they looked, and it got shared seventy six thousand times. No, 
Is that right? Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? It was a lot. Um, It was a lot. It was was enough to get me noticed by (laughs) the editor of uh, Digital Vertical for Hearst. That's great. And soon I'm going to be Eric's manager, so Mm -hmm. um, you can direct all uh, comments or requests to me. Please do. Oh, is that Um, right? Yeah, tweet at us. (laughs) This is a pretty new development. (laughs) It just happened. Five minutes. While we were getting our drinks. (laughs) And what what are you guys drinking? I feel like that gives people a window into your soul. <laughs> well, I'm drinking a uh, a blanc de blanc. Um, <laughs> a what? A blanc de blanc. It's a um, it's a, it's champagne. Um, because uh, I don't know. Whenever I see a blanc de blanc on a menu, I always oh my god. I feel like you know who is, this is Kristen Noreen's fault. Um, she loves uh, champagne and sparkling wine. She got me really into it, and so now I'm both like a snob about it. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> but whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, this sounds fun. This makes me feel good. So. <laughs> What are you drinking? It is like a quite elegant drink. <laughs> I must say, when I walked in and I saw you drinking champagne, I was like, oh god, I'm about to embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just whiskey with some with something fun to just <laughs> knock me around. <laughs> I do feel like both of these drinks, though, really like kind of speak to your souls a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Be, I'll take it. Um, yeah, and I was thinking about um, there, there's this moment that I remember actually, and you might not even remember it, Martha but I was you were sitting at the bar and we were just leaving for the day I think I was leaving with a few other fringe people and you had just gotten and I hope you don't mind me talking about it you had just gotten into a car accident like a well I was in three car accidents last year so I believe it (laughs) (laughs) sounds right yeah Everything, um, everybody was fine. Everybody was fine. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were, or thank whatever, I'm sorry, this is a non-denominational <laughs> podcast. Um, but uh, you were telling us about, you were telling us about the accident, and then the the day after, there was a Red 40 show at Fringe Arts, and mm-hmm. I said, well, I can't wait to see uh, Red 40 tomorrow, and you said something, yeah, who knows what Red's going to say about it. Uh-huh. And I thought that that was such a, a funny thing to say, but also kind of like this apt thing of there is the this persona that's, that is is you but is also separate from you mm-hmm. um and I was wondering if both of you because and then also when I met you I, I found you to be so different than mm-hmm. in reality and getting to know you so different from your online persona and you said you even mentioned at the beginning that it's like he's creeping in mm-hmm. like yeah. it's this person that is of you but separate from you I'm wondering if you guys would be willing to talk a little bit about um about what that feels like to have this this persona that becomes that is bigger by design than you, and mm-hmm. and what that feels like if it kind of goes running off in different directions. Yeah, well, I I was struck actually as you were talking, Eric, about um, having no apologies, mm-hmm. um, the way he was creeping and things like that. That um, a phrase that I've been using with myself for for my own writing is um, giving myself permission. Mm-hmm. And recently when I've been writing music, uh, the, um, I was working with Ethan Lipton and, um, oh shit, Ellie Heyman. <laughs> I was going to say Hallie. But I was <laughs> um, I'll work with you on these <laughs> <laughs> um, At this residency and they were both in different terms talking about like the filters that you put over your work that give you enough distance from it where it doesn't feel like you're just pulling out like, I don't know, strains of smegma from your belly button. Um, but like there's there's some distance where you feel like play and you feel expertise um, with what you're writing about, even if it is deeply personal and it's not something you want to say flat out, maybe a story you don't want to recount in really plain terms. But 
yeah, a filter that allows you to explore it with with freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm now I'm I'm looking at all filters that are available. You know, for this last piece I made, I was a mermaid mm -hmm. because I I was like, well. What if it was a? It was actually a land mermaid, but like, what if I had to crawl around? What if I had to be carried around? But could mm. also walk whenever I wanted, um, <laughs> and had that sort of layer of mystery. Then I don't have to just say that like lowercase t trauma that mm. I am referencing when I write this song. Um, and Red Forty, I think, is actually sort of related to the land mermaid. Is related to you know whatever. But I think Red Forty is allows me to to be angry mm. and allows me to say like I see exactly what you see in me mm. and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that on its head or I'm gonna like make that thing that you see 130 percent to the point where you think it's like disgusting and then we'll talk mm. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah it's, it's another way of, of giving permission to because I grew up in Minnesota where you have to be like, sorry, pretty nice. <laughs> um, and you don't use your voice in certain ways and you um, don't grow body hair, whatever. Mm -hmm. All, I mean, it's just a little bit more, not to talk shit about Minnesotans yeah. because they're um, also a wonderful people. <laughs> but, um, but also have the highest serial killer rate of any state in the country. Is that so, right? Wow. I mean, let's not, let's not, just, right let's there. not just congratulate <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize Fargo was a documentary. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. Uh, I think there are aesthetic and maybe creative. There there are metaphors that you can apply to things mm -hmm. that it, that allow the audience to have a way in. Mm -hmm. But I also think if the audience never gets the metaphor and mm -hmm. it just allows you to access something that mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to otherwise, then it doesn't really matter. It's, it's true. Like still really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes that's a lot true. Of sense. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I didn't realize I was playing a character until I guess I was, until I was like fully in it. Um, and I think, you know, we've talked about like social media um, before, and I think that's sort of where I learned how to do it but didn't realize that's what I was doing. Like, mm -hmm. And I think one of the great things about social media is that it teaches you how people are seeing you. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. And I'm really fascinated by that um, because, you know, I've been on Facebook for, I don't know, whatever, 7, 11 years, whatever. <laughs> 27. 27. Yeah, right? sure. I was born with a profile. <laughs> um, but, and Facebook Memories reminds me of all this, of, of this every day. Like, there was a distinct period about probably six years ago, where I went from being like very bad at it um, mm -hmm. and not funny um, and not, not getting responses mm. to being funny mm. and getting responses. Um, and I, you know, I sort of watch, and I, it, it sort of mirrors my like development as a person. Like there was a period where I was very unhappy and then there was a period where I was like doing different things and mm. getting to a better place. Um, and, I, and that period coincided with like making a lot of cupcakes, and so I be, that became like <laughs> my brand. I was, like made these cupcakes. Um, so, I didn't know that. Oh god, it was a lot. I, I, there was weeks. There were there was at least 
there were many weeks actually where I made like multiple full three tier cakes in a week. Wow. There was one. There was one time I made like maybe I just wanted to make like a hundred cupcakes just to see if I could do it. Uh. I'm a lunatic. I'm a problem. Um, this is like a barometer for how you're feeling. Yeah, so yeah. Know. Okay. It, I mean, it's I'm true. Just, but like, I'm just have to make a note in my phone for my next birthday. Oh no, <laughs> seriously. And I have all this. I have all this baking equipment in my in our house. And when David and my husband moved in, um, uh, like we're re resorting the kitchen to you know, make way for all the ancient, like, whaling equipment he has. <laughs> um, we have, we have, we both like mid-century style, but it's just different centuries. Yeah. Um, and, uh, is this the 17th? It's, it's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like master and commander, and I'm like, a oh, madman and forward. Um, so anyway, that's just some material I'm throwing out. Um, so, Working on that time traveler rom com. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's so No, it's happening. I, well, it wasn't that like a Kate, with Sandra Bullock. Oh, that or there was another one with um, Hugh Jackman, where he was like from an yes. old time. Kate I've seen Leopold. both of those. Oh. I went to the I went to the um, Hollywood premiere of Kate and Leopold, really? and that's where I met. Hugh Jackman uh-huh. and um, Meg Ryan. Oh, really? And um, Morgan Freeman. Mm. What? Who is like the like the loveliest man? The other oh. two were kind of mean, but the, the <laughs> Morgan Freeman is so nice. Oh, well, that's really nice to Good know. To know. Yeah. Good to yeah. know for casting this other. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one with the one with Sandra Bullock. It's a time traveling mailbox, which is like the stupidest right. The lake thing. house. That, I never. I mean, I've never seen it, but when somebody tried to explain it to me, I was like. No. This does not follow. And it's like two years, too. It's yeah. not, it's like, it's, <laughs> which it's is like, like why? so much trouble. Just like, yeah. just meet each other. Yeah. yeah. This is too much. Just or like, we just don't text each other yeah. and find somebody it's in like fine. modern, in real time. <laughs> not two years ago wearing some weird fashion. <laughs> and that's yeah. our word on time traveling rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, yeah. sorry. So, no, I mean, like, and I think that all sort of ties in. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, it does. Like, there was all this, you know, like, there were all these sort of thoughts about the absurdity of the wor- world that, like, be it, like, things that were in pop culture, things that were going on in my life, like, why am I making 100 cupcakes? Mm-hmm. That, like, I didn't know how to put voice to. And mm-hmm. so storytelling really helped me to contextualize that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like... I'm realizing now in therapy that I'm actually a really uncomfortable person, like in general, um, which I didn't know. Um, I'm just like, life is awkward. I'm like, no, you're awkward. Um, but in front of a crowd of people um, with lights on and, if, and a microphone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so storytelling um, plus the ever-expanding audience of Facebook really gave me this license to be the person that I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, that's been like five or six years. And so there were, there were periods where people would come up to me on the street um, and say, like, people I've met, like, once, you know, were Facebook friends, and they'd be like, you have the best Facebook. And, like, <laughs> that's great, but it's also sort of like it became this, like, burden because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just, I'm just writing about my day. Mm-hmm. You know, what if I don't have any funny thoughts? Um, <laughs> And then I started being paid to do it on a national level for a magazine. And it got easier. And it, it, it did. It did become easier. I still say to my husband, literally probably once or twice a week, I try to, I try to just internalize it now. Um, but I'm, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm not funny anymore. I'm not funny. Wrong. And so it's become, I don't know what the next step is. I'm actually a little bit mm. nervous because 
I'm at a point where I've sort of, ex, um, I've removed it from myself, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I want to keep it close because the core of what I'm doing is joyful. Like, mm -hmm. I really love writing. I love writing about the ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I love writing about, you know, today there's this picture of Celine Dion <laughs> wearing um, these, like, like $4,000, like, black vinyl overalls. Um, was, vinyl? Vinyl. It looked like vinyl. Maybe they're maybe, it's maybe shiny leather. Um, <laughs> and, like, and then these, like, square glasses and these, like, stacked heels. And I was just like, I'm living for this. She looks like, she looks like a, you know, like, a glamorous Mario <clears throat> brother, goth Mario brothers. Um, and that makes me so happy, you know? And so, like, what's interesting is that, like, yeah, I'm commodifying this part of myself. You know, this part that's like, oh, life is so nice and wonderful, mm. um, which is, like, not true most of the time, but mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to keep that part close, but I also want to be able to turn it on and turn it off mm -hmm. um, for money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did you see that uh, picture of Lady Gaga hiking yes. with her husband? Yes. Have you seen this? I, I think I have, actually, but I did not realize until right now that she was hiking. She was full on, like, and I, I recognized where she was. She was, like, a mile up a trailhead <laughs> in San Clarita. I didn't see this. So, so what was she? She's wearing what, what platform this? heels, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, a, a skirt, like a, a pencil, a long pencil skirt, and, like, a midriff, one shoulder, like, what, what do you call that? Like a poof, a ruffle. Yeah. With a ruffle, with mm -hmm. a shoulder ruffle. And like fully made up. It was insane. Like was she insane. looked like she was going to an awards show. Yeah, it was And amazing. she was just full she on hiking. She had decided, she didn't like happen upon a hike. She, no, she no, she decided like to hike. She, <laughs> she was born, born that way. Born that way. She was yeah. born oh, that way. So That's close. True. So close. <laughs> <laughs> born like that, coming soon from Lady Gaga. <laughs> born uh, whatever. That's my, my remake. I love it. I like her pop isn't that her husband? I don't think. Or her boyfriend? She's married. She was oh. engaged, but then they broke up. Yeah, they broke and up. And then I think she's got a new, yeah. new dude. For PR reasons. For and PR. then isn't she dating her PR? Is he? I don't know. Dude. We don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. This, this, this is like happy hour on the fringe for a reason, juicy. man. It's <laughs> <laughs> juicy. Um, Couldn't even get the song right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. How is um like bit people's response to these like larger than life personas been? I know that it's mm. it's you know both Red Forty and Eric's online persona mm -hmm. it obviously is resonating with people. People get really excited about it. But I think of like you know Red Forty got really super popular, so you were playing more generalized events, and um, there might not be people that were like quote unquote inducted. Mm -hmm. um, and I have seen like men in particular get rough with you guys um, mm -hmm. or get maybe a little aggressive. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that you feel on, on social media as well. Do you have something you wanted to ask? I was going to ask what, what the hell, I never asked you what that guy said at the New Year's party we had here. Oh, I saw it. So for, it's just really fascinating. So I'm a lady in a goddamn wig, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Who happens to have an amplification device. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if I, <laughs> if I, Say, I mean, I shouldn't devalue the fact that it's a lot of work to do. Whatever, mm -hmm. but okay. We so had a big New Year's for anybody listening. We had a big New Year's Eve party here, like we like we have the past three New Year's here at Fridge Arts, and mm -hmm. and Martha's band Red Forty is right. the, is the headlining act. Yes. And and there there was there was a, a verbal scuffle that that people me multiple me working back back yeah. at the board yeah multiple but yeah. there was one in particular that I was wondering about yeah yeah so yeah thank you Chris so 
Um, this was right after the election, and so I, and I kind of feel like, as I don't want to say that artists all have to do one thing mm -hmm. because being an artist is hard enough to begin with. <laughs> but I feel like if given, if you find yourself with an amplification device, um, it's a really good opportunity to to do some uh, proselytizing. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I was feeling this for the New Year's show, but was really trying to figure out like how to navigate that on a night when everybody just wants to party. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of people at this show were coming because, I mean, people just go out on New Year's mm -hmm. Eve, not necessarily to like see a band or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to be really positive, you not like, not say, not bring a negative tone to the night, but instead be like, this is what we are, mm -hmm. and this is what we're proud of. Um, so we made this flag that we called the freak flag, and we um, hung it up, and I and it, and so we we um, pledged allegiance to the freak flag, and we all wrote um, things about um, being other, um, yeah, a sort of like intersectional manifesto, um, and uh, what we promised to do in two thousand seventeen, things like that. Um, and I made the unfortunate mistake of saying erect the flag. And so what was my first run-in with asshole number one and two was that um, I yeah, said erect, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something about, like, I am erect. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, no. Good like, for you. At a moment when I was just about to say, or maybe had already said that, like, this space exists as the antithesis of this of every other space or mm -hmm. most spaces um, in the world, which is um, I get to do whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> and um, and I'm in charge, mm -hmm. and uh, it's yeah it's topsy turvy day or maybe the opposite of topsy turvy day <laughs> whatever that is, um, and and yeah power structures are are complicated in you know the sexy like rock show way. <laughs> 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 Um, but then they continue, but it's just, and this isn't the first time that it's happened, but, um, so for as much as it gives me permission, Red 40 gives me permission to, to be a certain way and say certain things, um, some people have this scarcity complex, which is like, it takes permission away mm -hmm. from me. Yeah, and or that often, space you take up means less space for them, right, which is, which is right. so unfortunate, because mm -hmm. it's not true, but There's it's a lot usually, of, yeah, that's what... Eric was just talking about mm. all lives matter versus black lives right. matter. Right. Right. right, right, Yeah, that's the whole underlying. That's yeah. the underlying bullshit. Yep. Yeah, and so these two dudes for the rest of the night just like had to make themselves. We're trying in like the toxic masculine way that they've been taught, they've been socialized to do. We're trying to make their space bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So they were harassing the dancers. They were harassing us on stage. And at one point, a guy tried to get up on stage with me, mm -hmm. which I'm like. That is so clearly a desperate attempt to take up space or mm -hmm. to take my plat literally my platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so at that point, one of the dancers escorted him out, and then my partner actually brought him all the way out. That's Doug's claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they were like calling him like gay slurs and oh, what, like yeah, I mean, really showing their hand. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. I love that expression, showing their hand. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is all you got. Uh, yeah. yeah. Keep that homophobia close to the chest, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2017. That right. is the space we want to take away from you, right. by the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. We do want to like, take your homophobic yeah, space away from you. It is like, you. if you feel challenged in that way, mm -hmm. then like, 
Mm-hmm. Fuck yes, that's exactly. And you're right. I mean, the New Year's the New Year's party is it, it's something that um, really kind of because because I was right standing with a security guard watching a couple of those instances happening and, and trying to send them in. Um, mm. And it's the, it's this thing that we're so unfamiliar with at Fringe Arts because usually our audiences are so with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right that there's this there's this audience that comes out for New Year's Eve, and God bless them. They want to party and they want to party across the street from where the fireworks go off. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like ninety nine point nine percent of them are super down. Mm-hmm. But then there's you can't you can't uh, plan for that mm-hmm. that extra. Tenth of a percent, yeah. um, but it just it really like brought to mind this fact that like that making art post election, mm. um, whether that art be something that is is written and prepared or something that happens in the moment in a live show, um, it's changed. Mm-hmm. Things have changed, mm-hmm. um, and there's more danger because of it. And and that's something that we really have to work harder at is is making sure that our our artists are protected in mm. in like diving into that danger mm-hmm. rather than. Mm-hmm like instructing them to steer away from the danger, say, mm-hmm. no, go into it. It's our job to like make sure that you're make safe. Make the safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Space safe. So do you find, so I, you know, one of the things that I love about um, the character is that for me, the experience is really freeing because she's so transgressive. But uh, what your story reminds me that like transgress, transgression isn't freeing for everybody mm-hmm. because if you're, if you're part of the dominant whatever, <clears throat> You don't want to lose your space. Do you? F- so I guess my question is like: In the ideal world, is the ideal space for red this this unjust world, or is there a, mm. another iteration where we're all woke and celebrating hmm. transgression, even if it's not in response to anything else? Mm. I mean, it certainly makes for good material. (laughs) (laughs) If there's there's a a lack of justice. Um, You know, I used to say, Dan Savage says this thing where he's like, keep your politics out of my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And for a while, I was like, and out of my studio Mm -hmm. and and off the stage. Mm -hmm. Because I, and I do think that it's a really dangerous trap to fall in. It is, yeah. Because art shouldn't exist for just this one purpose. I, and it's also something I've been thinking about recently is um, in my songwriting is less a thing that I know that I need to figure out how best to communicate to an audience. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, there's more activity if I start with a question that I'm working through that I can, I can uh, make sense of alongside an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, or pose to an audience in a way that they can understand and and, and think about for themselves, even if they're not giving an answer back necessarily. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Or, or just, and I think that there's, yeah, it's more active for them to see the artist wrestling with this question too. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be preached to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a time for preaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I think everything sort of changed with the election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt really differently about the work that I wanted to make. And I felt really differently about um, my decision to, to be in a perform to be a performer. Um, and so I might say before the election, I was kind of, I was sort of working under the assumption that we were in a more just place. Me too. I mean, I think we all were. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> um, 
And so it was like, hey, everybody, mm-hmm. isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But suddenly it's like, oh, fuck, the crazies in the fucking room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there was an incident, too, at one of the shows where somebody was, a friend of mine found this woman who was, like, way too drunk to be making out with somebody and had to, like, separate them, and then, mm-hmm. um, and that had to, and so, uh, yeah, all of these sort of ingredients has led me to now, I have a hard time imagining an, an unjust space. So I guess my mm-hmm. answer is, um, Red 40 the space that Red 40 creates does exist in relief of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or in contrast to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that uh, if one day we reach a just world, then Red 40 will just like explode into glitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, just like disappear into the universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Or or evolves into like the next Pokemon Mewtwo or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about you, Eric? How is how have people sort of responded to your uh, to your stuff? Most of the time, people people are extremely kind. Um, I you've had a couple trolls though. Oh and yeah. you and you oh, knocked down those trolls real good. Oh, that's yeah. That's that is interesting. It's it's yeah. I there are when I have things that go, particularly on Facebook, when I have things that go uh, more viral. Um, the, the things I wrote about Maxine Waters. I got some feedback about Kamala Harris. Usually, usually women, usually women of color. Mm. Not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell when something is sort of breaking through mm. because, like, people just show up. Like, an alarm went off at their like, <laughs> like, like their house in wherever, <laughs> and they're like, "I've got like I gotta go get on Facebook with my three friends and like write bullshit on this random dude's mm-hmm. thing," you know. Mm. Um, I wrote, you know, anytime, oh God, anytime I write about like Barack Obama looking good, some random white guy is like, this is gay. And I'm like, well, you're yes. fucking right it is, you Accurate. dumb idiot. Like, that's the thing. And what I really love is that like, I, you know, I guess I probably shouldn't, well, who cares? Um, I can get a hundred comments that are like, this is the funniest thing I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I get one that's like, I don't like this. I take to my bed like a Victorian hand. Oh, of course. I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they really raise my hackles. Mm-hmm. And But I'm like, I, and I think this is, I think this is part of my male privilege speaking, but I think it's also sort of like this, this queer spirit in me that's mm-hmm. sort of like, fuck it, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm really interested in saying like, no, I've defined a funny space. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot mm. impeach me on those grounds. Like mm-hmm. if I was like, if I was, if I was a guest on Chris Hayes and I was giving my political opinion, you'd probably pick it apart for some reason because <laughs> I didn't study politics. <laughs> I studied Latin America in college and that was the whole fuck lot of good it did me. Um, <laughs> but like, but I know that this is funny and you mm-hmm. don't have to like it, but you can't pick it apart. You can say like, I didn't find it funny. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, like, I want to be funny to everyone, um, but, like, working in front of a live audience, and I, 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 you know, I'm sure you share, you all share the same experience, like, it teaches me that, like, I am comfortable if the general consensus is a laugh, even if I'm seeing a couple people who are like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't get this. And yeah. I want to get you, but also, at a certain point, I'm going to say, like, oh, 
this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And what's great about live performance is that like you can leave. Mm-hmm. And what's great about the internet is that you don't have to talk to me. Um, <laughs> so it makes me, re- I, feel, I feel a real intrusion. Mm-hmm. And so I have to work really hard not to clap back at people, mm. not to go in their profiles mm. and talk about their kids. Um, <laughs> and I don't do that. Like, I, I don't do that because I don't want to put ugliness out into the world. Um, I'm picturing some ugly-ass kids. <laughs> and, like, and I also am like, there's this guy. <laughs> there's this guy today. I was with, you know, a friend, my friend Anna Goldfarb, we write together um, every couple of weeks. And we're sitting, and, like, I got this notification on Twitter about my Celine Dion posting, and this guy had just written, horrible. Um, <laughs> and I was just like... Everybody's a critic. Right? And at first I was just like, no. And I was like, wait a minute. So they went into his profile, and it's just, he's one of those people. He's Mm -hmm. got 14 friends on Twitter, 14 followers. Wait, they were talking about Celine Dion. They were talking about your post about Celine Dion. (laughs) One never knows. Context (laughs) has disappeared online. Um, You might not just be a fan of her later work. Yeah, I guess not. He's like, it's all coming back to me, not me. (laughs) Um, But like every. Post was a reply to some other person's post that was negative. Mm. Like this is gay, horrible, yuck. Mm. Um, and I, like I said to Anna, I was like, I wanna, I wish that we could like three o two people for what they put online. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go to your house and say like, you're indicating that you're unhappy, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to come with me <laughs> and find some joy in your life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's, I I am fortunate. I'm much more fortunate than. I mean, you know, everybody else who works for the L Digital Vertical um, mm-hmm. is female identified. And mm-hmm. so, like, when things go sideways mm-hmm. for them, I'm the only person who writes, like, comedy. But, when, you know, sometimes they'll write things that people don't like. And they get, they get a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get, I get less than them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do, they're, uh, you know, I always, I, I always feel like the Internet's just going to turn against you one day, mm-hmm. which is my internal paranoia. Um, <laughs> But I'm just always I'm just always ready for it. Right. You know, mm. um, I don't want to be the person who has a, a bad take and people are like, "Ugh, you, we thought you were woke, but you're not." Mm. That's what I don't want. Mm. But people being like, "I don't like this gay stuff on my feed." I'm like, "Well, then turn off your power. Yeah, right. yeah, unplug yeah. your computer. <laughs> yeah, and go home." Yeah, yeah. yeah that call out culture is mm-hmm. uh, getting really real right now, and that mm. can be very scary if you consider yourself a you know. A progressive, yeah, um, yeah. That it, it always kind of feels like it's looming behind you. Well, the drinks are getting low, which I think means that we have to wrap up our conversation. So I have two more questions, mm-hmm. and the, the first being, can you can you guys plug anything that's coming up for you, or let us know what you're at least what you're working on of what we should keep an eye out for. Sure. Well, let me think. I'm playing a wedding on Saturday. <laughs> so let's all go to that wedding. <laughs> and where is yeah. it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> woo! Um, well, let's see. So I'm doing uh, a show with Michael Kylie, Close Music for Bodies. That's going to be in the Fringe. Yes, yeah, so that's the curated Fringe Festival. Yeah. Tickets mm-hmm. are available for that now. Mm-hmm. And so that, yes, at, at times I do the hired hand thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Come and see that. Um, otherwise, I yeah. I to be totally transparent, I feel like as an artist, I'm in this transitional mode where I had to identify some things that weren't working for me mm. in order to find things that do mm-hmm. that that give me more pleasure and freedom. And um, so I'm finding those things. And we're Red Forties in like a um, hibernation mode mm. that we're. It. 
actually after this we're gonna go write some music. That's great. So um, keep an eye out for future shows. That's, That's great. That's what I'll say about that. And future solo Martha Stuckey projects. Ah yes. We gotta get you back singing in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Keep those bros out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> Um, what about um, you, Eric? Uh, so I host the Moth um, uh, at World Cafe Live every month. Uh, the I next, love the Moth. Yeah, it's a Just lot of fun. I listen to a lot of NPR. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. You, you work in the arts and you listen to a lot of NPR. <laughs> I wouldn't put that together. Um, that's a lot of fun. That is sort of like that. That is the closest you're going to find to like the online iteration because mm-hmm. um, it's like it's it's our people. You know, mm-hmm. it's people who carry tote bags yeah. um, and <laughs> donate to good causes. Um, and so I, I assume in that room that everyone uh, agrees with me mm. um, about how good the world should be. Mm. And so um, it's, you know, it's sort of like an affirmation party. That's every month. You can catch me there. Catch, uh, you know, the moth.org is where all the dates are listed. Um, and I don't know, next spring I have a play with Azuka uh, Theater called Mrs. Harrison. Um, it's uh, about who owns a person's narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that'll be exciting. So uh, if you're listening in the future, <laughs> if you're putting a letter in a mailbox in the future, <laughs> come to the show. Yeah, this is the, if you're Sandra Bullock's uh, <laughs> yeah. lover, this is the cast This is the theme. sequel to The Lake House where it's only four months <laughs> yes. that, that mailbox is traveling in time. It's all just uh, like about promo. Yeah. On the yeah. spot. And this is our inaugural episode, so we still have to yeah. you know, edit put it out there so I appreciate all the really far yeah. off we'll probably, we'll probably get it out in January that's fine I'll sound so young then. <laughs> exactly um, and my last question to, before we sign off that I think we could all answer is um, I, I, I was actually thinking about something I don't know if you coined this phrase or if somebody coined it about you mm-hmm. either way I'd like it Okay. <laughs> which is um, this idea of joy as an act of resistance mm-hmm. um, so I, my question to the two of you is what is what is one thing that is bringing you joy right now mm. Ooh, it could like be anything question. well the great British vacation <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we'll get some more James Lipton stuff in here, in here eventually yeah, that's, yeah. A good one to, that's a good one to start with yeah, I'm just stalling um, for Martha. Do you have a, a joyful? I do. Yeah. I it's um, the new uh, Haim has a Ooh. couple new singles, and I'm not. On, I wasn't on the Haim train. I didn't quite get <laughs> what it train. was, um, which is so weird. I'm like that old person who's like, I hear this band. I don't know, um, <laughs> but I saw their music video for "Want You Back," and it's just, it's just so exuberantly like rooted in who and whatever their personas are and like they don't mm. their the choreography is messy mm. it's a one take music video where they're just walking down the street and they're like awkward dancing it's like a sort of mumblecore version of ease on down the road um which is <laughs> what my favorite thing. it's and it's just so i can't wait to see it it's so good it's yeah. so good and it just feels it just feels good and it feels good to see people not um express themselves in a way that doesn't feel self-conscious. Um, mm. So, I don't know, I'm just, re- like, for whatever reason, it came out on Saturday, and I was just like, I'm changed! Um, <laughs> so, Haim is really making me happy. Ooh. I just one. listened to that uh, song yesterday, oh, and yeah. I didn't know there was a video. Yeah, the video's lovely. I I've, I'm that. probably overselling it. <laughs> if you're listening in the future, Impossible. come to my house, tweet me, and tell me I'm terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> from an egg account. Horrible. Right. Um, you know what? I'll just double down on my uh, Great British Great Baking British? Show lunch. <laughs> yeah. right. I think you should. it really is. I mean, what I love about it and what America has already ruined <laughs> <laughs> is that it is not an American reality show. And so, yeah, the first thing somebody said in the season I'm currently watching, which is season four, is like, here's my shitty British accent. I don't know how I got on. <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> but they're always like, if they win, they're like, why? I'm such a shitty baker. <laughs> if they that. lose, they're like, I've learned something for next time. Uh-huh. And they help each other. And mm-hmm. like, there was one, okay, there's one season where, I don't want to spoil it, but there's this, the winner, her, Already spoiled it. No, it's okay. <laughs> there are this children. Is, this is coming out six months from now. <laughs> um, right. If they haven't right, watched right, right, it yet, right. it's their problem. You're too late. But Mary yeah. Berry, who's smart. one of the judges, is crying. I wept. <laughs> I was act an active, active weeping um, because I was just so happy, and you get so happy. There's like no of the. There's none of the um, insidious competition, mm-hmm. um, and it's just. You know, mostly delicious to watch. Like, I mean, like this is the one that I'm thinking pastries. of. Then this is the one everyone's like super emotional, and they take it to weird locations too. Like they'll be like on the on a mountainside in like a big tent. Like it'll be like a catering tent. I think that's Top Chef. That is that Top? Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. No, no. T- they do. There is a tent. It is a weird location in that I've never been to the British castle castle that they're at. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but there, it's usually the same. I've only seen a couple. Of the premise is it's, 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 it's always like very emotional. I feel. Yeah. Like. But the, but mm-hmm. what you're saying is the emotions are as real as the confections. They're. they're oh, yeah. listen to yo. Oh, that's a good tagline. That Oh, yeah. That's the tagline for our podcast. Right. There it is. It's real as the confections, and then you make us a hundred cupcakes. I will, I will do it every yeah. time you download it. Okay, you get a hundred cupcakes. Can you make that many? I I did. I think one time I had cupcakes as a Kickstarter um, uh, prize nice. reward for Perk. like it wasn't even for me. It was for first person arts, and I was like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, so this is how a friend put it to me. So I'll put it to you guys like this: Do you know what they win if they are the the, the great? British baker? Uh-uh. Nothing! <laughs> what? They don't win anything. They're just that, doing it for the love of baking? Which is the same, the same as everyone else. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. That's for the, wonderful. So they can put the isn't little... It, <laughs> isn't it so wonderful? All of us are weeping, man. I guess it's true. Like, can you imagine what reality television would be like I mean, what our country would be like if The Apprentice was, you didn't win anything. <laughs> you just got to be a better business person. Right, right. Oh, you're, my you're God. You're just grateful. You're just I mean, grateful to be alive. Imagine RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. if all of those drag queens were just helping each other. Right. Become the best queen that they could possibly be. I mean, and you not don't win that much. trying to drag much. each other. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you but they do drag each other. Tour oh, no, that's true. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, like, so much of it is, a, like, so much of reality television is about, like, let's just see how evil you can be yeah. because mm-hmm. that's how you get famous. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was just, um, this is such a tangent, oh my god, but I was just <laughs> I was watching a, old clips of the first season of Real World, oh, mm-hmm. and it was so startling how undramatic it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey guys, do you want to go, like, let's go to the fish place and work for a little bit, and then we'll have yeah. dinner together. They all had jobs, that's right. They all had jobs. They, that like, was the they realest the real world that there was. Oh, yeah. Because the slap heard around the world, the guy slapped oh. the girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Steven. Right. But honestly, I'm on I'm Team the, Steven. The woman with the Lyme's disease? <laughs> yes. He slapped mm. the woman with the Lyme's disease. In the but car. It's, she, <laughs> you guys are 
He didn't <laughs> slap her hard. I'm sorry. I don't know. I've seen that gif every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I pitched the reality show, so like a couple months ago, every once in a while when I have an article that goes really viral, I get random like inquiries from people. Um, which will now be sent to his manager, yes. which is me. Set on the Halley. <laughs> She's got a much better sense of what I can do. Um, so I was talking with this reality show like producer, um, and she was like, all right, pitch me some ideas. And she was like, we're talking about my life and my husband and what do we do. And I was like, well, what would you love to do on vacation is go to like, like theater spaces um, and churches and like sometimes mm. the two meet and so mm. like I'm really like I and and then like libraries is mm-hmm. sort of where we also find ourselves and I was like there's a lot of really great spaces in like every city we could just go and just hang out and like talk about like the gay ghosts in the theater and the books and the library and whatever happens in church he's a, <laughs> he's a pastor so that makes sense um, and she was like r- like so uninterested um, and I was like are you kidding I the shit out of that show like two gay dudes just like going to like portland and being like look at this it. warehouse where they have a comedy show i would totally anyway that. here's yeah. a funky queer church i'm right. into it yeah. so our uh, i went to villanova for theater school mm-hmm. which is a catholic university and i could not have been less versed in catholicism before i went to graduate school <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. So I was so nervous when I sat down with the head of the department for the first time because he was wearing his collar. His oh. name is Dr. Father Cregan. And he drops the F-bomb like within the first like sentence of oh, talking. And then also gets up when he can't explain a concept fully, gets up and like vogues it. Like, no. Yes. What? Very flamboyant. I'm obsessed man. with him. He's amazing. Um, like, like, is, what is he doing in the cat? It's, it's we have theories, um, but he lives in a in a house with four other priests on campus, mm-hmm. all of whom are huge bitches, <laughs> and all they do is they like make fun of each other for being too fat or like or like their fashion choices and like talk shit on, in this beautiful like Victorian house full of very very liberal priests. I would mm. absolutely watch that. Right? Yeah, Isn't absolutely. that so good? Oh my god. I know, I know. Priest queens. Dr. Yes. Father Oh, Cregan. I was hoping the title that came priest out. Priest queens. <laughs> yes, and on that priest. note, we're going to go start working on our project Priest Queens yes. all together. Yes. Yes. That's a good note to go out on. Yeah. yeah. But thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to talk to Chris and I. Yeah. Thank you. This is super you fun. So this has been the inaugural episode of Happy Hour on the Fringe yes. with musician, songwriter, actress Martha Stuckey, storyteller, uh, per- personality writer, playwright, R. Eric Thomas. Do you call yourself a satirist? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not averse to it, but. Okay, no. cool, cool, cool. Call her a lot of things. <laughs> your host, Hallie Martinson, and your humble co-host and engineer, Chris Sanino. That's me. Oh, and Scooter's here, so if you heard any Scooter stopping. Scooter the dog. Heard any stopping, clacking, woof, wagging, woof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> General general woofing is 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 Hallie's is Hallie's baby scooter the dog. <laughs> anyway, happy out on the bridge. All right, cool. Yeah. That was a perfect sign. I give it like a. <laughs> <laughs>